Welcome to the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast, where I empower you to achieve your weight loss goals and live a healthier, happier life. I'm your host, Kara Hackelman, a dedicated weight loss coach and advocate for positive change. Join me as we dive into insightful conversations, expert tips, and inspiring stories to help you transform your relationship with food and your body. Get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery and sustainable weight loss. And don't forget to stick around until the end for a special call to action that can kickstart your transformation. Let's get started. I am Kara Hackelman. I am the owner, host, and weight loss coach of Concierge Weight Loss. And this morning, I am going to present to you some another episode of our family fun. So I have uh, the whole month of June presented different things for when your kids are home and what that's going to look like for you. I want to make sure that everyone knows I come on every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I come on live at 9 a.m. on Facebook and Instagram, whichever one you're watching me on, whatever's most convenient. I present some kind of a topic, and I don't know if you know this, but you can come live and ask questions live about that topic or about something else, and I'm going to answer them on the spot for you. So make sure you're coming. Put it on your calendar, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday on Instagram and Facebook. All right. I have a lot of great links, so I'm gonna share with you at the end for sure, but in case you don't make it that far, just go to my link tree. So coachingcara.com forward slash link tree, all lowercase, and see what uh, that has down there. There's lots of resources, lots of things on there, and it is going to be helpful. I wanna jump in. So if you have anything, you just leave it in the comments, and I will get that answered for you. Let me adjust my screen so I can see what I need to see. There we go. Alrighty. So what I wanted to talk about today was this fitness part, okay? The fitness part of uh, weight loss. And I'm gonna tie it back into kids and summer break and all of that fun thing. But what I wanna talk first because I have had some conversations with people who haven't listened to me first, and they are used to traditional diets, traditional diets that are very uh, depriving or restrictive, set specific rules that you have to follow that leads to all of that I did good or I did bad kind of thinking, which is why we have stopped so many diets in the past, only looking for the right one, right? So with that, a lot of times too, there will be a fitness piece in it and it'll look something like three to five times a week, you have to exercise for at least an hour or more with hard, heavy cardio and weightlifting. I do not teach that you have to lose weight with exercise. I love movement. I am personally a CrossFitter. I do scaled versions for what my body's capable of with my conditions, and I do really well with it. I love it. I love moving my body, but that is not how I lost weight. You lose weight with um, habits and consistent habits. Um, it's the food and the consistent habits. So we're going to dive into this because I am super excited to talk to you about it. So many times people think that they have to do big, giant efforts with their 
with their movement and uh, that's the only way they're going to lose weight. And that's just not true. So, um, and, and typically they think that it has to be very time consuming. It has to be very intense or it's not effective at all. I, I don't want to promote anything because I have not looked enough into it, but I keep seeing a lot of things about uh, people that are losing weight with walking plans. They're doing more than just a walking plan. But I love that that, that intensity of just a great walk is going to help you. And so um, I... When I, when I, I, but I love that that's that shift. My, my mind was getting ahead of me. I love that that's the shift of what things are going to, just moving your body. So whenever I hear people say they have to have some strenuous exercise plan to be able to lose weight, I try to remind them with what I teach, I teach the hunger cue method. So mindful eating, listening to your hunger. You eat when you're hungry and you stop when you've had enough, you're no longer hungry. And when we're looking at that kind of a thing, a lot of times we'll start challenging ourselves just to see what will happen, see how we feel. And we might say, let's leave two bites behind. And so I don't teach calorie counting, but we've all calorie counted plenty of times. If you are counting calories, depending on what you're eating, a big spoonful, a big forkful of what we're eating is probably 50 calories or so, give or take, depending on what it is. If you leave two bites behind at every meal and you have three meals a day, that's 300 calories. And I can tell you, I have had some strenuous workouts and they're always give or take around 300 calories is what I've burned. It is so much easier to leave two bites behind at every meal than to do an hour workout at that level. And so you absolutely can lose weight leaving a couple bites behind and not doing the exercise. So that is about how the equivalent calories burned to that strenuous workout. So I want you to kind of shift your perspective on movement and we're going to find some enjoyable alternatives, some reasons for moving your body that are not weight loss related. So when you move your body, um, you are going to support your health. And so a little bit of background on, um, the way the body works. So when we are moving, um, our muscles are are moving with us and they're contracting against things. That is going to be amazing for digestion. Amazing. So if you have a, I don't, I overate or I just have a hard time going, if you know what I mean, then I would say take a walk right afterwards and it moves things in you. And so you're going to have better digestion. So still with this overall health idea, the way your joints work is that we say as we get old, we get stiff. We need some more lubrication. You know, we're thinking of the uh, the Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz and we need the Tin Man, you know, the little oil can to be oiling our joints. Well, the oil in our joints is called hyaluronic acid. And so hyaluronic acid is produced in the joint as a result of movement. Let that sit in for, for a second, right? If you are not moving, you are not lubricating your joints. So I understand that when you're already stiff, you're already maybe even in some pain, the idea that the fix is to move feels like, no, I need something to be able to move. Move a little bit, do it to your ability, pay attention to what your body's saying, but keep moving. When you stop moving, 
you stop lubricating your joints. So, so many reasons for movement for physically. Then we have all of our emotional reasons, okay? So a lot of movement I like is outside. I love hiking, I love taking walks. It's helping my brain just declutter. I feel lighter, I feel more connected. I don't feel as overwhelmed. It's like that letting go of things. It's so great. I love, love, love that. Um, the other thing is when you are moving, you feel like you've accomplished something. You feel like, well here, you definitely feel because you get dopamine. It's the happy hormone and that happy hormone is released when you're doing exercise. So instead of eating and getting some happy hormones, you can take a walk or whatever your favorite movement is. Maybe it's yoga or dancing or cleaning or anything. Anything that moves your body, it gives you some happy hormone and that's gonna be beneficial to your goal, wait, that more so than um, eating happy foods, ha uh, eating foods that give you some happy hormone do dopamine. And so there's so many different things, physical, emotional, and then we have that momentum piece. When you are moving, if you have eaten a ton of junk, you're just gonna feel like sludge and you're not gonna wanna keep eating that. So if you're really enjoying the movement that you're doing, and I'm gonna tell you, you should only be picking movements that you love. It's like only eat foods that you love, only move in ways that you love. Find a movement that you absolutely love and stick with that one. So if you're moving in a way that you love, then you're gonna be able to keep doing it. If you eat junk and you feel like sludge, you're not gonna to wanna to do it. So if you're loving the movement, you're gonna eat a little bit better so that your body doesn't feel like sludge. So there's some momentum going, right? The other thing is with movement, you get that quick, I did this. And so you get that validation of I did this. And so as you're validating yourself in that I did this, that I did this and I can do this, I tried this, I'm capable of this, all of that carries over into your weight loss. So there are so many indirect positive benefits for your weight loss of moving your body. You do not, let me clarify again, you do not have to exercise a certain way or at all to create weight loss. They do not have to be dependent on each other. They definitely can mesh together in a way that you enjoy. It does not ever need to become another way to punish yourself. So many times we are punishing ourselves with exercise to become thin. And so we're taking all of those negative thoughts about our body and ourself and how we let ourselves go, uh, how we're so incapable, and we are putting that in the exercise as our punishment for being overweight or for eating the cookies or for whatever, for letting ourselves go. That one cracks me up when people say that. I said it so many times and I understand that now I never let myself go. I was just taking care of myself in the way I knew how and now I have more tools. So that is a different way of thinking. I, I know we, you might not have heard that one before. So find the activities that you love. 
And I wanna encourage you to try different ones. And so I love dancing. I am not good at dancing. I do not look like I have rhythm. I hop around. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, have seen Seinfeld, if you're the right age group for Seinfeld episodes. But, um, and I cannot think of her name right now, but the uh, brown curly haired lady that was on there and she would like spaz out and dance. That is exactly what I look like. With or without alcohol, I'll tell you. It used to be with alcohol, and now I don't care as much about what people are thinking when I'm dancing. I'm there because it just feels so good to like be crazy. Like um, it reminds me of when you were a kid and you just got to like, like I don't know, be like a, a Tasmanian devil and go running through everywhere. It moves so much of your body. It just feels great. So that is what I look like dancing in case you've ever been curious. It is maybe not an attractive thing, but man, I love it. So try something different, figure out something different. Um, I am five foot two, but I absolutely love playing volleyball. I love that it's the right amount of competitiveness, the right amount of running and not running, because I am not loving the running part, but I can do the quick bursts. So with that, like I just have found different movements that I like. I love hiking. I love being out in the nature. I truly have uh, become a lover of weightlifting. I love CrossFit specifically because I can tell you I would not push myself to do a lot of the cardio. Today we had um, we had to uh, the exercise was a hundred um, single unders. No, 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 hundred double unders, and I don't I don't have the double under, so the jump rope goes around you twice. So I did 150 single unders, we had a kettlebell swing, and then we had two laps, so 400 meters around the parking lot. And I walked the first bit, and then on the last one, I really challenged myself to like run, walk, run, walk, and try to get in there as fast as I could because it's a timed thing. I would probably never push myself like that, but I feel so accomplished when I do it. So figure out what you really enjoy. And um, for some people, it might be gardening. It might be taking care of some animals. Um, one of uh, the ladies I was talking to this week, she is doing a co-op, like kind of a homesteading kind of deal where um, homeschool kids and just families come in. They learn a little something about, um, about keeping animals and about gardening and then they go do some chores and it doesn't sound like something you might even want to do let alone pay a little for it but um it's a new experience and it's moving so find something that's fun um when you try different things you'll find something that resonates with you and um you'll find a you'll find really quickly if it's not if it's not something that resonates with you so i have uh nieces and nephews uh, I was an auntie before I was ever a mama, and now I'm a great auntie. And I absolutely love getting to play with the kids. I love wrestling with them. I love throwing them around in a good way. Don't, don't call child protective on me. And one of my favorite things is we have this huge hill at the park, and when I run down the hill with the kids, like complete abandon, just arms flailing, screaming at the top of your lungs, like an, like a banshee running down the, I guess I should look up what a banshee is before I use that word, you know, but um, what I've heard that before, like just absolute craziness, whatever. 
um, running down the hill, having so much fun. So just figure out what you like. Uh, let's see, what else did I wanna to talk to you about today? I do write these outlines so that I can kind of stay on track with you because my brain will squirrel fast. And if you are watching and you have a question, go ahead and put that in the comments for me and I will get that answered for you or if you wanna add to the conversation. So when you start doing this, I kind of started to allude to it with my, um, with my great nephews and the nieces and nephews. When you incorporate that movement into family time, it becomes fun. And so you're not thinking about fitness and I'm doing this for health and I'm doing this for my body. It just becomes fun. And so when you figure out how to incorporate some of that as a family, it's gonna be just another activity you did. So where maybe it used to be you went and got ice cream together, now it's let's go explore this state park. During COVID, we weren't able to get out and do much, right? So a lot of the state parks started to open, but they would just require that you wore a mask on the, on the when you passed somebody on the trail. And so uh, my son and his fiance and even some of my nieces and nephews, they would go with us on these hikes and we would do the state parks. And it became the fun activity to find another one we had never done before. So we figured out different ways to do it. Um, a friend of mine, she does uh, marathons and she loves to do as many different places as she can. And so she could always just keep doing the marathon in the one location, but it's become a really big affair for her to find us. She wanted to do all the states and now she's even doing other countries. And so it's become a family event. So they do runs with her local and then sometimes they get to go with her when she's away. Um, so just anything that's fun and interactive. Uh, family walks, outdoor games, backyard obstacle courses, those are fun. I love uh, setting up the obstacle courses for the kids. This started for us, um, I don't know, a handful of years ago. So as the kids got older, it almost like we played more like they were younger. And so I don't know, maybe it was the shift in me, maybe it was the shift in them, but we started creating um, some of those minute to win it games where everybody's running around doing all the things to do the, the, the challenge, or they play, they play the most physically active game of musical chairs I have ever seen. Uh, they love all of that stuff. Easter became a huge deal for us. We did this huge outdoor Easter egg hunt for the the adults, the big kids, in like the backyard. And we did the littles, like the toddlers and younger, in the front yard. And so it was crazy watching them run around. Everything just became something about fun. They, I didn't play this, but they got into the eggs and um, the I don't remember, I think they were raw eggs and they would have all the, I think they did it with water balloons and then they ran out of water balloons and they did eggs. I would have to be corrected on that, I'm sure, but like everybody starts together and then everyone has a number and I had this app on my phone and it would generate a number and everybody would go running except for whoever's number I called and that person would either pick up the water balloons or the eggs, unfortunately, and try to hit somebody and then that person would be out. So we tried all kinds of things, but those are all ways to move your body. And I can tell you that they had so much fun. 
So we've done bike rides. We have done a bike ride to go get ice cream. So instead of just going to get ice cream, we've rode our bikes to go get the ice cream. We've rode our bikes to go listen to some little concerts that our, our town has uh, downtown. So we've done all kinds of things that are very active. It's just changing your perspective. And I keep talking. I know I've talked about this for the last handful of weeks because it's really been on my mind what this is going to look like for myself and for my clients. This lifestyle change. And I'm not talking about like how they say um, whatever your diet is going to be, it needs to be a lifestyle change so you never have sugar again. I'm not saying that at all. What does my life look like? How? What is my lifestyle when I'm standing at my goal weight? And how can I create that so that I am already doing those things and it just feels like second nature whenever I'm standing there at my goal weight? These are the things that I do. This morning, I was eating a bowl of cereal and my great nephew, we babysit our, our great nephews on Tuesday nights. And so every Wednesday morning, it's this changing of the guard. Mom's rushing out the door with the kids as I'm getting ready to jump on this call with you. And so I had the, the one-year-old and he sat in my bathroom sink while I got ready this morning. We had a great time making all these memories, listened to Coco Melon, which, oh my heavens, like that about blows your mind because... Uh, that is so sing-songy, but he loves it and it makes him giggle. So we did it. Anyway, I'm sitting there at the kitchen um, counter eating some Cheerios this morning before I hop on here. So he has his bowl of Cheerios and I have mine. And even this remembrance that I used to have these Pampered Chef bowls that are these giant square bowls. And really they're the size of a serving dish of what you would put like a side of green beans or a side item in. So a big square dish. And I used to fill that with Cheerios. I used to fill it with ice cream when I would have ice cream. I don't do that anymore. I had a smaller bowl. I didn't even have it probably half full. And so a smaller bowl, not even half full. And so those are the types of things I'm saying. Like my lifestyle has completely changed, transformations, if you will. And so in fitness, in movement, just moving your body, what is that going to look like when you're at your lifestyle goal? So when you are in the future, you've already lost your weight. And I'm going to tell you, think about it like 10 years from now, You've or not 10 years from now, 10 years from when you've already lost all your weight. So for 10 years, you've already maintained your weight. What does your day-to-day -day life look like? What does your interactions with your family look like? And so those are the kind of things where my brain is thinking now. Like when we sit down and rest, like I'm happy that we're resting together or that we're watching movies together and those kind of things. But I also love that intentional of let's go explore. Let's go have some adventures. Let's move our bodies together have some physical fitness in there. I've used that generational habits, generational, you know, breaking generational habits, breaking generational curses of, of overweight and overeating and those kind of things. And this is how we're going to create change. We're going to make change in this way. So what is it that you and your family could do together? One of the things that I saw, it's not super uh, strenuous, but it would be so much fun. Have you heard of geocaching? If you haven't, look it up. There's all these different trails and wet, uh, there's websites that have all the different trails on it and you go find little 
trinkets and you can add little trinkets to the box, but it's fun. It gives you something other than just walking on a trail. It gives you something to look for. Um, the other thing I love is sometimes I will intentionally look for mushrooms or I will intentionally look for birds and see how many birds and different kinds and I'll, I'll snap a photo on my phone and see how many different ones I can collect by the end of my walk. So you can make it as fun as you want. Okay, so everybody's gonna talk to me about their obstacles, like all the reasons why I can't do this, right? I My knees hurt too bad to do it. There is something you can do. Um, I absolutely love yoga and you can do chair yoga. You can just walk around the block or walk around your house or um, clean the kitchen floor, something that gets you moving. So there is some variation of movement that everybody can do. Um, I, okay, this is not to guilt or shame anybody, but it's to prove a point. I go down the rabbit hole of TikTok videos every once in a while, and I somehow have stumbled upon, you know, the algorithm. It sends you what they think you want to see. And I did not know I wanted to see this, but apparently I love it because I do pause and watch the whole thing every time it comes on. I love when they have the the folks in the nursing home and they're doing some kind of activity. And um, I saw pool noodles and just regular balloons that were blown up and they're taking the pool noodle and trying to, it's like playing hacky sack with a, a pool noodle or tennis with a pool noodle and a balloon. And they're just hitting it with that. And that is movement and it's fun. So there's so many different things that you can do. So it does not matter what your size is or what your ability is. And if you start thinking about what you, like, well, I could do this and stop thinking it's not enough, you're gonna figure out that there's a lot more that you can do. Today, um, Today, I'm in CrossFit and we went to lift, uh, it's a power clean. So you bend over, you pick this bar up and you flip it up and have the rack, you know, the bar across your, your collarbone. And I did a practice weight and then I went to do my heavier weight. And when I went to do it, I said, I think this is too heavy. And he said, just try it again. And I realized instantly I was in my own mind and I was stopping me from trying it. And so in my brain, I had to say, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that's gonna happen is I'm just gonna drop the weight. And that makes this really killer noise, right? And when it does, you feel like a complete, like awesome Wonder Woman, like there's all the, all the weight on the floor bouncing. But like, I have to lift it to drop it. And so if that's the worst that's gonna happen, and I kinda like the sound of the weight dropping, like that's not really that bad. So I was willing to try it again. I had to shake it all out of my head and I I might look silly, but I actually physically shook my body, oh, get it all out of my head, I can do this. I can try this, right? I can try this and I'm probably gonna be able to do this. And so that was where my head was. I threw that weight up there and all he said was, make your elbows go through faster next time. So I, and so a little bit was, I think I was afraid. I hit myself in the chin the other day with the bar. So I think there was a little of that. And then the other part was I wasn't having it hit my chest hard. I think I was slowing it down. So anyway, the point is we get in our whole brain and we decide ahead of time, we can't do this. Just try it. 
figure out what you can do, focus on what you can do, what you like doing, what you even maybe enjoy a little. Stop worrying about whether you look silly because of course we look silly. We're moving in weird different ways and it is fun. We are having fun. So if you need to blame it on, this is fun. Kara said, this is supposed to be fun. I feel absolutely ridiculous, but this is supposed to be fun. Start with that, okay? So I just want you to be flexible. Be flexible in what you're thinking so that you can adapt to new routines, all right? I know, it gets up in your brain. All right, so I wanna share real quick before we hop off. I listened I listen to podcasts when I'm out moving. I listen to podcasts when I'm getting ready in the morning. I listen to so many different podcasts. And so there is a lady. Her name is Ms. J, Judith Gatton. I adore her. Um, she talks to us about making sure that like our style matches our insides because usually we hear about how you're so beautiful on the inside. And so you are beautiful on the inside and the outside. Anyway, so... If you have some time, go listen to her. But there's one specific episode that I want you to listen to, all right? And so in that episode, she talks about um, when is the right time and when does it have to be bad enough? And so I'm gonna link it in my show notes when you listen to this. But if you go to Style Masterclass uh, with Judith Gatton, that is who I'm talking about. And she has how bad is bad enough. And so when you're trying to figure out what your next steps in weight loss are, listen to this. And she's talking about like, you know, people say they've let themselves go and their clothes are not fitting them and they'll, they're pushing off doing anything about it, whether it's buy clothes or lose weight or um, wear something they enjoy. They're pushing that out until it's not bad enough, so I'm not gonna take action. And so I love listening to this podcast, and I want you to listen to it too, because it spoke to me that right now is the best time. And it doesn't have to be that, like it, it never should be out of a punishment for ourselves. Like I said with the movement, creating weight loss for yourself should not be out of a punishment for yourself, for letting yourself go. So listen to her and definitely let me know what you think because I was fired up when I heard it. I was starting to think about what areas I had put off in my life and how loving it is to myself, to everyone around me, to just take care of it now. And so it's the best gift to t for my family. It's the best gift for my future, for me to just take care of it now. It's a loving gift. So don't think you have to wait until you're bad enough to lose weight. Just do it now. Take care of it now so that you don't ever have to worry about this again. It'll just be something that you maintain and I'm gonna help you with the habits to make sure that you're easily able to maintain this. All right, so listen to that video. Um, if you're ready, let's get started with the free quick start course. So coachingkara.com forward slash free course. I'll have all of that in the show notes too. And I will see you next week. Goodbye. That wraps up another empowering episode of the Concierge Weight Loss Podcast. I hope you found inspiration and actionable insights that will propel you towards your weight loss goals. If you're ready to dive deeper and accelerate your progress, don't miss out on our free five-day quick start weight loss course. Head over to coachingkara.com forward slash free course to gain access to a wealth of valuable resources, guidance, and support. 
The time for change is now, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Remember, your transformation starts with a single step. Take that step today and unlock the life you deserve. Stay tuned for our next episode, and remember to keep striving for greatness.